and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. Popple Moose. Woo! <laughs> My original... When I, uh, the very first time I had lacrosse was at New Higher Orientation at Red Hat in 2015. And Popple Moose was the original flavor, and I was pretty much hooked immediately. Wow. Because I like fuzzy drinks, but I don't like heavy syrup and sugar and stuff. So seltzer where you just where it tastes like someone had it in the room and yelled the fruit name at it for a couple of hours. Sort of like when there's bananas next to the bread in your in your grocery bag. Right. Yeah, I I'm a fan. Uh, it, to me, the fact that it's lightly flavored is a feature. Naturally essenced, it calls it. Naturally essenced. So, so, folks, welcome to the second part of the show where Mark exchanges his two fingers of whiskey for, what, 12 ounces of lacrosse. Lacrosse! Yeah, 12 fluid ounces. <laughs> How many fingers is it, though? Uh, it's like, it's Six. like maybe eight, <laughs> four... It's like seven or eight fingers, I think. But how many bananas is it? I don't have any idea. <laughs> it's like half a banana. I don't. I don't have. I don't have a banana for scale. <laughs> ah, so folks that were here for the first part of the show, especially poor Aranami, who was uh, buffered by our, or rebuffed by our our very overzealous bot. <laughs> the bot has like been extinguished. I turned him off. Yeah. Good. Because that bot was just totally. Yeah, it was just like. Harshing. They were harshing him. I don't the know what would have happened him. if a legit spammer showed up in the chat, but it certainly wasn't all that helpful with what it was doing. <laughs> no, no, it was being less than helpful. Yeah. You know, and, and, and so that's why I chuckle every time everyone's like, oh, no, chat GPT is going to take over. Yeah. No, yeah. It right. Really is. Right. It's funny because two of my news articles are related to AI chat oh. today. Oh, so I didn't. I, I wanna... didn't really have a chance to look at the news too much. Of course. I started to. And then my wife was asking me a question. We had a break. You could have looked at them during the break. No, I Just needed saying. to get I needed to hit the head, check in with the puppy, check in with Sharon, get some lacrosse. I had no time to read the news. You kidding me? I'm going to so you'll wing it like usual. OK, I always, all right. I, the, the news is, oh, I always wing the news. And then I <laughs> then I have an opinion that's I'm like Reddit. It's I'll unfiltered. wrong. Unfiltered opinion. All right. So welcome to the second part of the show, folks. We're going to go through the announcements and then we're going to do chat and we're going to do some news. Uh, all right. So announcements. First of all, Patreon, you guys are awesome. Um, the American Everybody's Cancer Society awesome. thing is over at this point. Um, I think I mentioned on our last show that I made that donation and we're back to the Patreon, uh, funds funding the show as they were always intended to do. Um, thank you. Those of you that stuck around for the American Cancer Society thing. It was a great cause, I think, to support. Um, we had one patron who, uh, restarted their, their patronage right after, um, the American Cancer Society thing. So um, I'm glad that they were able to opt out of a thing that maybe they didn't want to support for some reason. That's fine, right? We understand that. So um, any any of you that did pause that are that were waiting for the the, the American Cancer Society donations to end, uh, that is now over. So if you wanted to come back, you're welcome back, and no hard feelings. All right. So right. Um, the either patrons. way, we're, either way, all the love. Right. Right. All the love. All right, so we've got the patrons to go through. Name pending 197, Jeremy, Odin, Andrew, Tatro, Bruce, Robert, David, Solemn, Linux, Sys666, Mark with a K, The Mentor, Mark with a C, Julius, Andy, Jay, and Charles. Thank you all for being patrons. And uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy the show. You guys are Huzzah. awesome. All right. And as usual, if you want to get merch related to the show, support, excuse me, and support the show that way, you can find us on Teespring. There's a link in the notes for the show. Teespring.com slash stores slash Iron Testament. All right. I think, I thought there was another announcement I had. Oh, mm -hmm. I just forgot to write it down. Uh, the other thing is the cool thing I mentioned in the first part of the show, which is that ironsystemin.com that is the website, which is which which you can find our episodes and stuff on, 
is now part of the Fediverse. I've literally joined I've joined ironsysadmin.com to Activity Pub. There's a plugin for WordPress that basically um, you can follow the site from Mastodon now or from wherever you're doing Activity Pub. Really? If you look for at Nate at www.ironsysadmin.com, you should be able to follow us right there. So now instead of me having like a Mastodon account for the show, the show's website is the the account for the show on the Fediverse. So I think that's really cool. It's like old school RSS. So I'm at the website now. How would I know that? Uh, I guess I didn't actually make it. So what you would do is through Mastodon, you'd search, and it's at the bottom of the show notes if you want to just copy and paste it. But yeah, it's yeah, yeah. at Nate at www.ironsysadmin.com. If you search for that in Mastodon or whatever you're using to be a client of the Fediverse, you should find basically a couple posts that came when we did things like post new shows. I set it up a couple weeks ago, well, a couple months ago at this point, and I've just been kind of waiting to announce it to make sure that it was working the way I, I thought it was going to work and all that. But uh, yeah, you can go follow the show now directly through ActivityPub. Got it. Isn't that cool? That is cool. I'm just wondering how someone would discover that. Uh, I'll probably have to make a little blurb on the website that says, hey, you can follow us this way. Uh, it's and, not... And I'm not trying to be critical. I'm just, you know. No, right. So, accent. I mean, one way is I'm putting it in the show notes now. So if people want to find us that way, uh, obviously, cool. if you're searching for things that we mention through the website, you should find us through search on ActivityPub. Um, though it's not exactly the same as a normal social client, right? There's not like a lot of hashtags and stuff in there that you might search for. So maybe I have to start doing that with the show notes when we post stuff. I don't know. I'll have to figure all that out. But, uh, yeah, I thought it was really cool. I think it's really neat that it's now just part of the Fediverse. It's not, it's not this ancillary thing that I have to link to. You can just follow it directly. I think that's, that's a really neat technology. So learn something new about the Fediverse every day. Groovy. Cool stuff. So, yeah, that was the other announcement. I just forgot to put it in the announcements. <laughs> neat. All right, so uh, that brings us to the... Oh, normally we would talk about reviews here, but well, there aren't any new reviews, so we can't talk about reviews. Much like Bruno. No reviews. Leave us reviews, and then we won't sound so sad and empty when we talk about reviews on the show. Go review the show. We want to hear from you guys, as long as it's good. Only good reviews. <laughs> Mark's ego can't take another hit. Uh, I'll deal with it. <laughs> All right, and that brings us to the chat. Mark, you have some stuff to chat about. What do you want to chat about? Yeah, so non-tech, but still pretty cool. We got a new puppy named Coco. I've dropped a link to a Google photo album of uh, various of her doing various goofy things. Various puppy things. Various puppy things. Uh, it's, it's One of them is an actual little movie. It's kind of hilarious that this breed of dog, the puppy, isn't much smaller than the full-grown dog right next to it. Well, Clementine is tiny. Oh, okay. Also, uh, uh, Coco has a lot of hair growth. Oh, she's so she's very fluffy right now. If, I'm if not you fat. Were to it's give her the fur. I'm puffy. No, if you were to give her the same haircut as Clementine <laughs> has, she would look much smaller. Okay. And she'll be getting that haircut in March. So I'll do some follow-ups once she's been uh, shorn. Shorn. That's funny. Cute little puppy. Our own puppy that I think I mentioned when we got her back in October, is now uh, probably almost 40 pounds. Uh, she's getting big. <laughs> Such a great dog, though. Um, she's finally rounding a corner on the housebreaking thing, which I thought was never going to end. This dog just is a slow learner or something <laughs> because she was still going in the house until about a week ago, and we've we've been a couple days at this point accident-free, I'm hoping to keep it that way. Now that I said that, she's probably right outside the door crapping on my doormat or something. Mm. <laughs> All right, what else you got? All right, so um, last week was Red Hat Tech Exchange, which was a live gathering of nerds uh, in Dallas, Texas. 
And of course, Dallas, Texas ended up with ice storms. Yeah. Ah, so there were a lot of things about the event that didn't go as planned. Some people couldn't make it. But this was the first major event since the plague. Yeah. I finally got to meet some of my some of the folk who report to me in person. I gave many business appropriate hugs to other Red Hatters who I haven't seen in literal years. Um, I'm really bummed I had to miss it. Although, yeah. for all I know, my flight would have got canceled and I would have had to miss it anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, so that that so yeah. All that to say, um, it was a great event and it was just it was neat being at a tech event again. Yeah. After years of the plague. Yeah. So the next thing I have I'm looking forward to is Summit, which I will probably be at. Um, it's it's yeah. a it's it's a lot more likely now that I'm not a TAM anymore that I'll be at Summit. But it still isn't a guaranteed sure. thing because they don't send us all just because we're in the business unit. They uh, they still choose based on who would bring value. Right. Because they don't want the conference to just be a bunch well, of red. Definitely not around. going yeah, right. I don't bring value to anything. Oh, I'm teasing. <laughs> yeah, so. Summit, Summit would be a real heavy lift for me to go. I I don't think I'll be able to. I don't think I'll be attending myself. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to make it this year. So that'll well, be. I hope you do make it because it's a fun event. In you the, know that. In the, in the role that I'm in now, generally, um, it's almost guaranteed that I'll, pre I'll be presenting something or at least I'll be at a booth. Pharrell, you know, so the booth um, for this one. Yes. The booth. Yeah. So if um, if I do end up going, I'll make sure to mention so it on the show. Babe. And if any of the listeners are going, uh, stop in and say hi, you know, so. But I'll, I'll mention maybe, that once we get closer, once I know for sure. Maybe you can bring some Iron Sysadmin swag. Can hand I out. could. Would that be weird handing out Iron Sysadmin swag at the rail booth? No, not at all. <laughs> Put it under the table. Forgiveness, not permission. Yeah, right. <laughs> Forgiveness, right. not permission. Yeah, and the Steam Deck is still so baller. Uh, played a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of Dwarf Fortress since it dropped in December. Mm -hmm. I, I, I've taken a little break from streaming it because I'm trying to realign the time I spend with my wife at night versus, you know, work all day, have dinner, watch a TV show or two, and then I hide myself in a computer game trying to trying to, to to rebalance that equation a little bit so i'm not gonna i'm not gaming at night or streaming at night uh as much as i used to and the week prior to tech exchange i pretty much didn't do anything because i was yeah. spending extra time with her i kind of figured but, that you had you'd missed that on our weekly valheim and then you weren't on the show that week and i'm like he's probably focusing on family this week because he's going to be away I, next week yeah, so i, I kind of guessed that much. that's that's what was going on yeah and then and and but it's it's all good now we've got we cleaned off a chair for me in the because she likes to go she likes to like go upstairs to our room chill out in bed and watch tv and mm -hmm. i when i'm in bed like i want to go to bed yeah when i'm in bed or it's time to go to sleep bed or other certain activities, right? But I don't like just lounging in bed. Right. But there's a nice there's a nice chair in our bedroom that was a laundry rack. Yeah. And we clean we clean that off. So last night I, I spent like two hours chilling, chatting with her where she was watching TV and I was playing Hogwarts Legacy. Yeah. So that was that was really fun. See which we're runs really good on the deck. We're set up so that, you know, my office here, which of course is the same place I'm doing the podcast from, um, right through that door and right out across the hallway is our master bedroom, right? So if my wife's chilling in the bedroom at night, which is where she usually is, she's sitting there working on one of her crocheting projects or reading or watching some TV, she's literally right across the hallway. So I can still chat with her. She can still get my attention if she so needs to be that thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, um, you know, it works out good that way. My office used to be in the attic and... I was like isolated from the whole family when I was up there. That's part of why I like having my office down here because yes, the kids barge in sometimes on show night, but um, on a normal day when the doors open, I don't care if they come in, I'm here. I'm not isolated up in the attic. So yeah, you know, it works and out. If, if I give, I give you a hard time about that, but I kind of miss those days when they were yeah. your kid's age and the place was kind of crazy, but it was a good crazy. 
Yeah, no, my office is down. Well, you know my house layout. My office is pretty much as far away from my bedroom as it could be. One corner of the house, lower Mm -hmm. level bedroom, other corner of the house, upper level. Yeah, yeah. So she couldn't even, like, scream for you if she fell out of bed, right? Uh, (laughs) She's pretty loud. I could probably hear that. (laughs) Neither you or I have a particularly quiet spouse, and that's fine. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, yeah, maybe so, maybe one of these day, one of these days I'll go to Steam Deck. I don't know. It's it's neat from a technology perspective, and that's mainly why I want it. But it's one of those purchases where I just don't know how much use I'd get out of it. But it's also one of those purchases that once I have it, I might use it a ton, right? So See, I I was a little I was concerned about will I actually use this mm-hmm. thing? And the answer is absolutely. Yeah. I have a docking station, so I'm gonna move the camera. It's got it's docked right now next to my gaming rig. It's a smaller monitor. It's the yeah. Raspberry Pi station, right? It's yep. got a keyboard and mouse. And I can play it there. I've got a dock attached to the big ass TV in the family room behind me. Uh, so I can throw it on that, or I can pretty much move it anywhere in the house I want. And because it, uh, you can like walk around with a game on it, or you can instantly so if, pause it. If you have a wireless controller paired to it and you dock it on your TV in the living room, you can like hang it on the couch and play PC video games. Yeah. That, that might actually sell it for me. That might yeah. be it. That's the selling point. Will yeah. it work with my Stadia controllers? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, you got you got the little dongles. Well, so there's a couple of things that have happened with Stadia controllers, right? Mm-hmm. You you actually have the little dongle that makes it feel like an Xbox controller, right? So but it's not a. Wasn't it's, there also a so wasn't there an update to them where they there appear was, now as a generic? All right, we here, talked about it on last week's show. There is there's now an update for the Stadia controllers, and if anybody did, wasn't aware of that, you can go to last week's show notes or not last week's two weeks ago show notes episode one thirty one, and there's a link to a web app that you can use to unlock these things so they're Bluetooth, right? At the moment, they're like, like out of the box, they're this proprietary Wi-Fi protocol, which talked to the Chromecasts, right? Now they're Bluetooth. And there's just, well, you, you can now pair them to anything that talks Bluetooth. The tricky part is they're not, they're recognized as a Stadia controller. Not every game that I've used on my PC, even though this thing is paired Bluetooth, recognizes it as a controller because it doesn't know what a Stadia controller is. It knows what Xbox controllers are, and it knows what PS5 controllers are. It doesn't know what Stadia controllers are. But there's a shim you can put in place that emulates the Xbox controller and passes it through, because it has the same buttons as an Xbox controller, essentially, and passes it through to the Stadia controller, like translates. So what I'm worried about is that this will not work on every game on the, the Steam Deck. Maybe the Steam Deck has something built in to do that emulation. I don't know. Well, so so I dropped a Reddit thread in under the Steam Deck topic where the guy is setting the Stadia controller up to the Steam Deck. Oh, cool. And the thing, the thing about the Steam Deck is it uses that whole Steam controller interface where you can remap friggin' everything. Okay. Right? It uses it. it, 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 it so I'm thinking, yes, now. Next time you and I see each other in person, we can just I can bring it. my Steam Deck. Yeah. You can bring your Stadia controller. And right, we can we can see what happens. Or so you go to Lumberville next Friday? I don't know yet. That is if you decide you want to go to Lumberville on the 17th, we'll then to, I will we'll we can test it. I'll bring the I'll bring the deck with my, I'm probably gonna bring the deck with me anyway. My but, wife's still yeah. healing from her surgery, and I'm not I understand certain. that. You know, if I want to leave her home yet, but I'll I'll I look understand. into it. I'll, I'll so so next time you and I get together in real life, we'll test it. Cool. I don't mind. Cool, cool. Here, we, uh, yeah, uh, oh, high rest of the planet as Nate and I basically yeah, just right. play date. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, so. So, yeah, and then, you know, we'll we'll report back because I know that we have listeners that have Stadia controllers because I've they've we've chatted with them in our our uh, Discord community. You guys are like Discord. You guys are like a little support group. Yeah, like a little support group. Yeah, I did get my refund, uh, by the way. Remember, like we were talking about how Google is actually refunding all of us that bought Stadia. I actually got my refunds. 
every piece of hardware I bought and some of the games I got refunds for. Because you guys were actually, you guys were sounding like a group of abused spouses or or something. Well, so. you know, it's, it's, um, I was watching, and this is nowhere in the notes. We've already gone down the rabbit trail. I'll try to make this one brief. I was watching, there's a, there's a channel I watch every so often. This guy does VR reviews and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, it's Thrill, Thrill Seeker. Um, okay. he, uh, he, he had a couple episodes about this game that Meta's killing off. And for the life of me, I can't remember the name of the game now. And I feel like I'm not doing this justice, but it was basically a cloud-based VR game. Uh, it was some kind of arena game and it was really popular, had a really strong following and Meta decided to take all the people that were working on it and put them on other projects and they're killing the servers that hosted the game. Right. Um, and I say all that just, just to say that like, this is a thing that happens to people when they depend on a cloud service run by a company that runs it for profit. Eventually the profit doesn't make sense anymore and they turn it off. And that's what happened with Stadia. That's what happened with this game. It sucks when it happens. So that's crazy to me because Meta has sunk an ass load of money into this VR play. Why would they kill a game that was actually popular? There's your (laughs) user base. That's the thing that everyone's confused about. Um, like, what the hell is Zuckerberg the, doing? The the guess is that they're moving those people into I have other, too much money. Yeah. I must get rid of some money. They're moving Elon those people Musk into Elon Musk got rid of his money. I need other, to get rid of um, more money than Elon Musk. <laughs> people like barbecue sauce. I shall store barbecue sauce <laughs> on my bookshelf. Anyway, the, the guess is that um, those people have been moved into other VR projects. Right, because they wanted the other less elsewhere. successful VR products. Exactly. Let's make these successful and kill off the one that is. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I I can't claim to understand what goes on behind the walls of Meta, but he had opinions on it. So if you want to go look it up, maybe I'll I'll find the videos I and link them. Don't know if I I don't know if I care enough. I didn't mean you that. specifically. I meant the people listening. There are people <laughs> theoretically <laughs> listening, Mark. Oh, that's true. <laughs> true. Sorry. I am the main character. There's a sub. There's a subreddit that makes fun of people who act like they're the main character. In life. You're the main character. And I, in life. I was just the main character. That's funny. That's funny. So anyway, that had nothing to do. Well, it had something, I guess, kind of to do with the yeah. stuff I put in here to chat it's because fine. the first one is VR related. Um, I got so Mark, you were kind enough to give me your HTC headset when you bought your your um, when I bought the index, your yeah. Valve index, right? So I still have the index. I still have the HTC Vive Pro, I guess it is, um, that I use for VR. And it's great. It's still a great headset. I still use it frequently, probably a couple times a month at this point. I play Beat Saber in it. I play No Man's Sky in it. Um, I think there was some other games that aren't, you know, I don't play them as nearly as often as, as those other ones that I just mentioned. But um, it does have a resolution problem, which is exactly what the reason that you got rid That's of it. That's why I upgraded to the index right. because the flight simulator, the resolution wasn't sharp enough to like read the controls it's on the got, aircraft. It's got a Which very, in a flight simulator is pretty important. It's got a very defined screen door effect, right? Which for people it who does. don't know about VR, screen door effect is literally the gap between the pixels on the displays that are in the VR headset because it has to be magnified so much to make it look right to your eyes that you can literally see the gaps between, between the pixels. So a display on certain headsets on certain headsets. So, so a higher DPI display will have less screen door effect. Well, the HTC Vive pro at this point is what this like a five-year-old headset at this point. I don't know how old yeah. it was when you like how I when this was it new, but it's, but I didn't buy it at the beginning of its tech lifespan. Right. So, it has a decent screen door effect. I don't mean decent like a good thing. I mean decent like you can definitely see it for anything you, you want to look close I, at. Yeah, I I could definitely see the screen door effect on that. The index, I can. On top of that, there's a scuff or two on the lenses. I don't know where they came from. If my kids did it, if it came to me We're that way. I didn't, I didn't really notice didn't it, it until um, after I had it and had it set up and everything. So whatever. I've tried to get rid of the scuffs. With like the toothpaste thing, you ever use, use that on lenses? You use toothpaste mm. to scuff, to, to, to buff out scuffs. That helped a little, but didn't quite get rid of them. Uh, anyway, my point is, I've been thinking about getting a new headset. And I've been, I had my eye on the Valve Index 
But the even the Valve Index is is aging a bit. So it is. It is. It's, that's it's, a pop on the in the PCVR subreddit. That's like the running joke. People right. are asking, should I buy an index? Right. However, it's still a really good headset. Right. Like it's yeah. still one of the best rated headsets on the market. Uh, but okay. I've really been keeping my eye out because I don't exactly have a grand to drop right this second. Otherwise, I probably would have bought something already. But, you know, like, what's my target? What am I going to try to buy? Well, HTC recently announced, and they're up for pre-order already. They're supposed to actually release them within the month of February. The HTC Vive XR Elite. And if you click on the link that's in there to the product page from HTC. Oh, it's nice looking. It is amazing looking. It is, it's slimmer than any headset I've seen. It's slimmer than that's even like the Oculus. That's, se uh, that's sexy like the LSBLK command. Yes, right. Um, and the really cool thing is that big honking battery pack that's on the back of your head if you're looking at the product page, that can be taken off and replaced for arms that work similar to like sunglasses that pinch your head instead of go over your ear. And then you have a lightweight headset. Of course, you still have to power it somehow, so you can run like down to your belt or something and have a battery on your belt. Um, it has a hot swappable battery, right? You can take that battery off and pop a new one on because there's some battery life within the headset. It uses pancake, uh, pancake screens, I think they call it, pancake lenses, which of course okay. makes the whole headset slimmer and more lightweight, right? Um, I have to look up the resolution on it because I didn't, dig that out before the show tonight. Uh, but I believe it's, I mean, it's obviously better than the HTC Vive that I have now. I don't know how it compares to the Valve Index. The thing I've been waiting for is there's rumors of that Valve is releasing a new headset that's going to take the Valve, the success of the Valve Index and combine it with the technology that's in the Steam Deck and give us a PC VR similar uh, wireless headset, which would be amazing. But that's essentially what the HTC Vive XR is. It's, it's a self-contained unit. Wireless can be used wireless, similar to like the Quest devices. Um, mm -hmm. but it's more powerful than the Quest. It's got better resolution, I believe, than the Quest. And, um, of course it's newer technology and it has this really kick-ass pass-through technology. The Quest has this you can see what's outside of the headset via a, con a camera that passes through to your eyes. But uh, the technology I saw in the tech demos and stuff for the HTC Vive XR is better than anything I've seen on the market yet. Like the example that they were using in the one review I watched is you can pull out your phone. You may have to make the text a little bit bigger, but you can actually read and use your phone. Uh, they had the guy pick up a book, a novel, and read the novel through the headset, right? That's how good the pass-through is which I don't know how much of a big deal that is for me. I, I don't imagine myself walking down the street wearing my <laughs> my VR headset for augmented reality, but it's neat technology, right? Anyway, I'm kind of excited about it. Um, I, I'm, I'm not exactly going to jump on the uh, pre-order, but this may be my next VR headset. I'm going to wait until it comes out and see what the industry thinks of it, uh, other than just the tech demos they've seen so far, and this might be it. It's pretty cool. As you can tell, I'm a little bit excited. Oh, it does skeletal tracking. Like these things can become controllers. These, you know, meat puppet fingers that I'm waving are, mm -hmm. it can actually in a limited manner use your actual hands as controllers. It can track your skeleton. Well, that's kind of cool. It is cool. <laughs> now that's still limited, right? Because when you're playing a game or whatever, uh, your hands, like they're fine if the game is a thing where you interact with your environment around you. But as soon as, you have to, as soon as you have to press a button or pull a trigger or something, it becomes harder because your fingers don't have built-in buttons and triggers where the controllers do, right? So anyway, it looks neat. So I, I actually pre-ordered a PSVR 2, mm -hmm. which will be released later this month. So I'm looking forward to that. That'll be cool. Yeah. And that, that works, I assume, with your, with your PS5. It's That's for the PS5, yeah. And I assume it only works with the PS5. You can't like hook it, that in, is hook it up to a PSC or a PC or something. No. That's the other cool thing not, about this. Not with as a, far as I know. Either with Wi-Fi 6, which I do not know if my new Wi-Fi is capable of, or with um, a USB-C connection, you can still do PC VR with the Vive. 
Like that's I excellent. Would, I'd still run a cable up and over to it to do it that way, or over this Wi-Fi six. Which again, I don't know how that works. I don't know if it's a, like if my PC just has to have a Wi-Fi adapter in it, and then this has a Wi-Fi adapter, and they do point to point, or if it uses my Wi-Fi in the house. But uh, yeah, it'll do it'll do game streaming over Wi-Fi, which is pretty cool. In the house. In the house. Now it looks pretty cool. There's um, the 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 PlayStation VR two is gorgeous looking and the reviews of it like some people are getting previews with it and it's really it's it, it seems to be exceeding expectations and honestly one of the titles i'm super excited about there's going to be a uh, star wars tales from the galaxy's edge oh that's cool that you can play on it and then obviously no man's sky will work with it oh i didn't include it but um our good friend eric the it guy has been talking yeah. about a savage worlds module he found that is based on star wars now, what is Savage Worlds? Savage Worlds is a pen and paper RPG system similar to Dungeons and Dragons. Ah. It's actually a, a really quick playing and easy to learn rule, rule set. I played it a couple years ago with the folks I used to play with at the college. Gotcha. It's fun. Savage it's Worlds fun. is fun. And I, I keep meaning to look it up and I haven't looked it up yet because I may buy that and we may play that because my, my wife's a big Star Wars fan. I think that might be a great way to get her a little more involved in pen and paper games that I like so much. I think you're right. So cool. Anyway, uh, the other thing, and this will hopefully be briefer because I said we were going to be brief. And then I went into that whole tangent about the, <laughs> the vibe. Oh, good. Beat Saber. Um, Beat Saber this, could be VR's killer app, by the way. Yeah. Like anybody who has VR probably has Beat Saber or has at least played it or seen it at some point. If right? you look up VR, you probably find Beat Saber. It's, it's VR's fun. killer app. It's it fun. Is fun. <laughs> You're dancing with lightsabers. Yeah, I mean, like, how friggin' yeah. Even if even if you are a casual, like I have really terrible reflexes, you can play Beat Saber on the easiest setting and it's still fun to play. You still feel <laughs> and you feel epic when you pull stuff off. Yeah. Yeah. There's I've I've been doing just as like a fun little side project thing. Every now and then my daughter and maybe one of her friends or two of our kids and myself will have like a Beat Saber challenge. Well, where we will record ourselves going through the same level. And then we'll play it back on a YouTube video. And we have a little channel that we've been sharing those things on, which of course I've are seen those, which of course are difficult for YouTube because the music is all copyrighted. So if the channel ever yeah. blew up, we couldn't monetize this stuff. But whatever. I'm not really I don't really care about that at the point, this point. We're just having fun. monetization is not always the end all be all. For it really it really computer. isn't. We're doing it for fun. Um, but I used the same technology that I used to record it to do a video of me, I took, so all this, I'm burying the lead here. Uh, I found a tool. So there's songs I wanted to play in Beat Saber that I couldn't find. Even if you do custom tracks, there's like, there's a whole community of people doing custom tracks for Beat Saber. There are certain songs I just couldn't find. So I wanted to figure out how do I do this? One way is you put your song into the Beat Saber editor and make a level. And that is tedious as hell. Could you imagine putting all those boxes on to the beat? It sucks. <laughs> So I never did it because it, it sucks. I found a tool that uses an AI to analyze the song and makes a level, right? And I linked it. It's called BeatSage. Maybe there's others mm -hmm. out there, but this is the one I found. Uh, the only one I found that actually seems seemed to work. There's one that you can run locally, but even in their own notes, they say this thing barely works. <laughs> so BeatSage actually works. Um, but I, I made a couple levels with BeatSage. One of them is the song I use for the theme for this very podcast. And I recorded myself doing that. That's the first link I put underneath where I said tinkering with AI generated Beat Saber levels. So Tritachion's uh, Digital MK2, which is the name of the song I use for the intro music, the transition music, and the close music. If you ever wanted to hear the whole song, you can go watch that video and watch me play, play Beat Saber to it. And Mark's watching it. Uh, I can hear it. <laughs> that is epic. Isn't it cool? What's with your little Naratu looking character? Uh, what's what's the one? I think I was using Cloud from the Final Fantasy. It series. looks like Final Fantasy. Yeah, yeah there Final you go. Fantasy Seven. And that's there's a mod we put into Beat Saber so you can do third person. And if you do third person, of course, you need an avatar. So uh, I downloaded a bunch of 3D models for avatars. And if you look How's at how's third person, I would think third person would feel confusing in that. No, you don't play third person. The camera records third person. Oh, so like displayed okay. on your screen on your computer is a third person view and you can capture that with OBS. 
in your goggles is still first person. Yeah, you couldn't. I don't think you could play Beat Saber third person. That would suck. That is amazing. So yeah, it's it's fun. Um, but uh, yeah, I did that. the The levels that come out of it are decent. That one came out pretty good, but I had to put the skill level all the way up to expert to make it even kind of fast paced and challenging. Yeah. Okay. That's not me boasting that I'm this awesome Beat Saber player. I usually play on like normal was to hard. It's just that the AI didn't do a great was job maybe a of matching little up. Too conservative. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. Some songs I put in there, like one I put in, it had no boxes. All it had was a couple walls and bombs and there were no boxes to hit. So obviously the AI totally screwed up on that one. Yeah. A couple I've put in came out awesome. I mean, just like outright great. So, you know, it's hit or miss, right? Um, some of them are great, some of them are not so great. But I have been able to take a couple songs that I really wanted to play in Beat Saber and put them into Beat Saber. And now my kids are, awesome. have this like totally renewed interest in like, oh, how about this song? How about that song? It's never going to end. <laughs> Which is not a bad thing because it's right. actually, se you're secretly making them exercise. Right, exactly, exactly. So uh, you, can, you can plug in- It's not in, even that secret, but it's, you know. You can plug in a URL to a YouTube video that contains a song you want. You can plug in a URL to a SoundCloud uh, instance or whatever of the song you want. Or you can literally just upload an MP3 if you have it. So, uh, but yeah, it'll generate a file and give it to you. Uh, there's extra options if you become a patron. But to be honest, I was using it free and it worked just fine. So, yeah, it was pretty neat. So if you have Beat Saber songs you want to play, or you have songs you want to play in Beat Saber, check out Beat Sage. Pretty cool. Sounds good. And I think that's all the chat we had for today. We could, All right. we could go to the news now. Yeah, let's start the news and maybe we can end at a decent time tonight. All right, let's go. Push the button, Frank. We don't use it enough anymore. I used to use it like every show. Now we don't. Okay. And good old Marvin. We still have Marvin on the soundboard. Mm. Where was he? Here? Nope. That's Get Smart. Where's the kaboom? <laughs> there was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. All right. Into the news. So the first one I've got, and I, I mainly included this because it may be the first time on this show we've ever spoken anything that wasn't negative about a company that starts with an O and ends in F Oracle. Um, I haven't said anything yet, so I would <laughs> no, be you so... haven't. No, you haven't. <laughs> All right, I this wouldn't... this is kind of close to what I do for a day job now, right? It's not so close to you, but literally, I work in the Cloud Pod for Rel, and this is an announcement that came uh, out of Red Hat uh, about cloud stuff for Rel. Red Hat Enterprise Linux is now available on Oracle's cloud infrastructure. Can you imagine Red Hat and Oracle working together? Cats and dogs living together. Mass hysteria. Oh. <laughs> what? You're, gonna, uh, you're, 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 you're disgusted. You're just worried that you can't use your normal toast around Red Hatters now. Yes, I can. So anyway, I... um, yeah, this is just basically an announcement. Now, there's, there's not a whole bunch of integration or whatever. Like, if you go to Azure, Azure, or, uh, or AWS or Google Compute, you can literally just pick Red Hat out of like the marketplace and spin up a Railbox really simple. This is a little more self-service, but it's supported now, which is the big deal, which is basically what. So do they do they have Rel images or they will support you if you're running your own Rel image? To be honest, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to try it. I, um, I I may have overspoke. I wasn't directly in a, it, like involved in this. I just heard about it long before it was public knowledge, uh, which is why I was more aware of it. Um, I have to look more into what all the details are. I've never used Oracle's cloud. I've never seen what the interface looks like to spin up a thing, but I was uh, literally uh, today in some meetings where they were talking about how this actually works. And it sounded a little more manual, right? Uh, it's more like it's supported now, not necessarily okay. that it's really easy to spin up, right? But it's this, it's a first step, right? Um, 
I mean, if customers want to use Oracle Cloud, good for them. I just don't. I yeah, and that's that's exactly <sighs> the, the the demand here, right? There were customers that were already on Oracle's cloud, they couldn't use RHEL, uh, so now they can run RHEL, which is really the the goal here. So yeah, if you're on Oracle's cloud, you can run RHEL now. You don't have to use Oracle Linux. No other, are you worried about him having any more commentary getting you in trouble? We'll see. You're like, I just don't care. <laughs> I just never, when I was at Merck, we tried to use Oracle clustering mm -hmm. to like cluster a fairly simple service, not, not actual rack stuff. Um, and I was just never, I was not impressed with the support that I did not get. Cause it was a, I'd, I'd open a case about it. They would ask for logs I would give them more logs. They would ask for logs and then um, nothing would happen. Yeah. My case would get closed. I've, I've had, I, I've never interacted directly with Oracle support, but I've, you're not the first person I've heard that sort of, uh, that sort of interaction from. Um, right. And, and Red Hat doesn't always get support, right? You know, we, we stumble sometimes, but Oracle, they literally never solved a case for us. <laughs> On a good track record. <laughs> At least not for the Linux group, right? Maybe our DBAs got better value out of them. Yeah. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're saying that you have this thing that should work and it fundamentally isn't working and it, it, it just, the stuff wouldn't start, then yeah, like, yeah. why are we paying? Yeah, I mean, I I gotta be on, and this is this is me, right? This isn't Rel Bu Nate. This is just Nate talking about Oracle and Oracle Linux. Um, the the whole concept of Oracle getting into Linux always felt like just another way to separate people from their money, right? Like it wasn't really about. Uh, it wasn't really about making a better platform. It was about making a platform they could sell with their their uh, their database platform, right? And you know, for better or worse, right? That's that's and that's that's business, what? right? That's it, what and, companies and, do. But and, and Oracle Linux is based off of RHEL, which is open source, so they're fully within their right to yes, do that. It's yes. that's working as intended. Yes, but there's um, if you're a database company, or you know, if that's your bread and butter. And I know Oracle does more than just database, but that's really what they're known for. That's their big thing. That's their big seller. Um, overextending yourself into the operating system market, is that a good move from like a supportability and customer service perspective, right? Did they ever really have the expertise? And again, I've never worked with their Linux support. Maybe you just had a couple of bad instances. Maybe there were some really good folks there. I don't know. But... That was the impression I always got of Oracle's Linux. So, you know, I don't know. Um, not that this announcement changes any of that. It's just that this is this is just kind of me. Anyway, that was just a tangent. <laughs> Let's move along into our next article. So uh, the next one and the, the next two are kind of related, and you'll you'll see why in a minute. Uh, there have been two recent announcements. The first one we're going to talk about here is that Microsoft has built, uh, you've heard of ChatGPT or GPT Chat? I've heard it both ways. I don't know yeah, which yeah. one's right. Mm -hmm. uh, Microsoft Chat is working GPT, I think. with OpenAI, which are the people behind ChatGPT, to build that AI into Bing searches, which is mm. kind of neat, right? Like it's a neat idea uh, because that's what a lot of people are doing, right? They go to ChatGPT, they ask it for things, and they get answers, which is kind of exactly what you do at a search engine. You go to a search engine, you ask it for things, you get answers. Those answers might be like, I'm looking for pillows for my bed. Here's Amazon links to pillows, um, right? And J chat GPT might be more like, uh, can you help me solve world hunger <laughs> and try to see what you got back? But the basic workflow is the same. So it just kind of makes sense. Uh, this particular article is from CNN Business. The title is, I tried Microsoft's new AI powered Bing. Here's what it's like. And to summarize for you, basically he goes into um, she, I'm sorry, by Claire Duffy. 
basically she goes into some of the, the results that she got while searching with being powered by this AI. And she said that the responses were kind of unpredictable, right? Like she'd search for the, a thing and then she searched for the same thing again and she'd get a different answer, which seems like a bad move for a search engine. Search engine should get you the, right. the answer. Maybe some consistency is right. would be expected. However, um, it's an AI, right? If you ask me a question and I give you an answer and then you wait, I don't know, my brain maybe remembers if you ask me the same thing immediately. But if you wait a little while and ask me the same question again, I may give you a different answer because you asked me a thing. I don't go back to, oh, Mark asked me that same thing three weeks ago. I better give him the exact same answer. I give you the thing that comes to mind, right? And that's what the AI is doing. Now, that's not exactly, right? It doesn't really have a mind, although that's the point. Artificial intelligence is supposed to have a mind. So if you think about it, it's actually mimicking what a brain does. You ask me a thing, I'll give you the answer that comes to mind. You ask me it again, I'll give you the thing that comes to mind. If I completely forget that I ever answered it for you before, right? So that's kind of what it's doing. This is kind of what I would expect from an AI is what I'm getting at, right? Does that mean that this is a good or bad idea? I don't know, right? But the AI stuff, the, the AI stuff amuses me when it's described as it is sometimes confidently wrong. Mm. In other words, it's like Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, people on Reddit will say things with such confidence and be so wrong. Mm -hmm. For instance, anytime on any Linux forum, somebody talks about how IBM has done this, that, and the other thing about Red Hat, and I'm like, no. None of that happened. That's, abso that's absolutely not true at all, but it's not worth trying to argue it because no one's going to listen. Right. Right. So anyway, uh, th this was recently announced from Microsoft. Um, I don't know that it's live, that you can just go do it at this point, but there must be some way to get in there and do it. Otherwise, they just had some kind of... I didn't read about how she got access to this thing, if there's a way you can go do it or not. I think there's... Um... I think there's like a open or there's like it's like a beta test and you can right. apply to try it out right right now. So, you know, I if you're curious about else. that sort of thing, then go ahead and do it. But yeah, uh, I don't really have time, but that's cool. Again, for everyone else in the audience, Mark, you are not the. Oh, there I go again. <laughs> I am the main character. I got to stop doing that. <laughs> uh, one thing maybe we've I'm shown. A, maybe I'm a. I'm a particularly dumb AI. One uh. thing we've shown on this show is that Mark is apparently self-centered. <laughs> and the main character. And I have flaws. That might be one of them. You know what? Aren't we all the main character from our own point of view, though? We are. Like, we are. Of course we are. But as, the, as a podcast co-host, I should really <laughs> get out of that mindset. All right, uh, so into the next article, and this is from the Financial Times, although there are a billion articles about this exact same thing. I just picked one. Um, mm -hmm. It's a nice background. I like the tan. Yeah, it's very nice tan background. Very, very unusual. Usually they're just very white. Very soothing. Yeah, tan. It's like, it's like fine paper. Yeah. I yeah. like it. Alphabet shares fall sharply after Google's AI chatbot debut stumbles and... So I so was this was this the Robocop boardroom type of situation? <laughs> Not quite. No one was gun. Nobody was gun to death in a boardroom. Although that would definitely hurt their stocks, don't you think? Right. <laughs> Google uh, search killed them. Yeah. <laughs> it was the carpet. It was too thick. It couldn't hear the gun drop. <laughs> I'm very disappointed in you, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> Freaking robot. I have to go watch that movie again. I haven't seen it in so long. I was oh. so scarred by that movie as a kid. You watched it as a kid? I did. I did. I watched it like oh. once it once it was out uh for on VHS. I, I saw it because I had a friend who was that friend who always got the movies oh. we weren't supposed to be able to see. <laughs> I don't I'm fifty six and I might not be old enough to watch Robocop. No, that's yet. such a bloody, gory, terrible movie. <laughs> Right. Anyway, Jesus. <laughs> this is where we're going, folks. This is when the AIs fail. Well, this was apparently um, Google not to be outdone by Microsoft's new uh, GPT chat powered uh, <laughs> search engine 
of course, they couldn't just use GPT chat. They wrote their own. They call it uh, Bard. 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 I mean, come on. Nobody likes the Bard. <laughs> anyway, because, um, I mean, they're always mocking people. Stupid Bard. They are. Vicious mockery. Poor Sergio and his mock brain surgery. Sergio. That was such a great campaign. <laughs> it was. We got to get back to that one of these days. It was such a great campaign. Everyone's like, what are they talking about? Who's Sergio? What about brain surgery? Sergio. <laughs> Sergio was a bard in one of my D&D campaigns that Nate played in. And he made poor decisions and he had this thing burrow into him. And some kind of leech he had thing, emer- yeah. yeah, he had some emergency brain surgery performed on him. And just, just imagine a cleric. Wrecked, like, yeah, like it a, wrecked- no, it wasn't even the cleric, was it? It was just like one of the other players had rolled a... Uh- <laughs> Yeah, a oh. uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the role. First aid, rolled really well on a first oh, aid roll, and they're like cutting into his brain to pull out this stupid leech that had burrowed into it. The one, yeah, because <laughs> the there's that. There's the t- Serge had every opportunity to burn the leech off or not yeah, pick the leech up, but he didn't do it. anything about it. And a bur- and that and those of you who've played old school D and D know exactly what I'm talking about. And yeah. You die. So they managed to get the leech out of him, but they kind of trashed his speech. And so as a bard, that was an interesting situation. Mm-hmm. It was fun. Uh, Ryan, the player. And man, he role played it perfect. Yeah. He's he's so. good at that. He's Anyway, this is totally We're not, not ending early. We, we definitely went off on a tangent there. Okay. So um, apparently they demonstrated this AI-powered search engine, and they asked it a question. Um, and it's in the article here somewhere. I read it during the break. And it was confidently wrong. And I already forgot what it is, but it gave the wrong answer. Oh, it was about one of the space about telescopes. the James Webb Space Telescope. Yes. It's saying that it took the very first pictures of a planet outside of our own solar system. Right. Which, which apparently was, is not true. Which but again, is not it's true. Like, it's like the super overconfident wrong Redditor or Facebook person. Yeah, right, right. Except it probably didn't know it was wrong, otherwise it wouldn't have said it. Of course, I well, guess the Redditor didn't know they were wrong either. them don't know they're wrong either. Yeah. So again, AI working like a human brain. So anyway... Um, it did its own research. While Microsoft's Bing search, chat powered by AI, was a really neat discovery and a neat thing, um, Alphabet's Google AI-powered chatbot made their stock fall. <laughs> they kind of, yeah, they had a <laughs> Robocop boardroom scene, but with yeah. less blood. With less blood and bullets... <laughs> <laughs> but it cost them it, 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 it killed the stock by 8% so somebody had there was a very awkward meeting after this yeah yeah. who wrote the chat Some, someone got called on the carpet well we kind of um, let it write itself it is an AI after all yeah Google's yeah man Google oof they've not been doing well lately yep yep alright and our last article from the day comes from Gizmodo um, I feel like we've covered this exact topic over and over and over again. Guys, don't buy your Android devices from China. <laughs> that's that's just common freaking sense. I know, but when 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 I read the the vendors affected here, people are going to recognize them as like phones that open source sellets and people who write who like unlock cell phones in the U.S. are using. Right now, I don't know if those are also ridden with malware, but top Android phones from China are packed with spyware research finds. Now, I didn't dig into like where this spyware resides. Is it just like apps that are installed within the operating system? And if you wipe these things, it's gone or if it's actually chip level malware spyware. But companies like Stop Me, maybe you've never heard of them, but maybe some of the listeners might. Because remember, Mark, you're not the main character here. Um and I'm an Apple user, so irrelevant. <laughs> Phone manufacturers like, I think I'm pronouncing this right, Xiaomi? Xiaomi? I don't know. OnePlus and Oppo. You, you pronounced that right. OnePlus. I think you yeah, got OnePlus. You nailed that one perfectly. Um, if, you're, if you've ever spent any time in the Android modding community or the Android uh, unlocking community, these names will sound mm-hmm. familiar, right? OnePlus and Oppo specifically. Those were like really big names the last time I was in this scene. Obviously, I mean, I'm on iPhone now. I'm not running Android anymore, so I haven't really been there in a while. Maybe people have moved on from these. 
But um, yeah, they're apparently riddled with spyware, which is not a good thing. Not not good at all. So again, uh, if is you... anybody surprised? Right, right. Um, I included this mainly because it's a it's kind of a theme on this show. We report on stuff like this. Uh, no, it's definitely right in our swim lane. This yeah. whole security thing. Yeah. So don't buy your cell phone from China. So check out the article. It could also be that these phones, when they're exported to the U.S., aren't quite as spyware ridden. It does say aren't quite as. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Uh, however, I mean, didn't we just have a, a Chinese spy balloon floating over the country? We did. I guess they didn't get enough from their Android devices they sold us. So they needed they to send a balloon. They sent the balloon as backup. Yeah, the balloon yeah. came in as backup. So, uh, yeah. However, we don't Crazy. have an article about the Chinese spy balloon. I guess it's not IT related enough. I really wasn't following it too closely. Yeah. It's been a kind of a, it's been a busy week. Other than, other than the jokes I'm seeing online. Right. Some <laughs> glorious memes. Yeah. <laughs> all right and that's our news for tonight did you have anything else to add mark because you know no no those were all fine news articles and i feel like i got some good quips and observations in and so yeah yep all right so uh yeah i think we're gonna call it a night and now tonight, i gotta folks. watch i gotta watch robocop again i know yeah. right i'm gonna have to go find robocop where can i even stream robocop uh it's got to be available on one of those free streaming services somewhere by now I would think so. I'll have to find it. I might just be bougie and buy it on Amazon Prime. If I yeah, have. right. Right. So. All right, folks. I think that's it for the show tonight. If you watch this live, thanks for watching. If you want to watch us live, you should check us out on YouTube or Twitch. Or if I can never get it working right again, Owncast. Maybe don't check us out there because I don't know why it's not working. Uh, but links, I, links for those are I, in I, the... This but. is working fantastic. There's no reason to complicate it now with that with the with the new thing. It's neat. I want it neat. It's a neat thing. Okay. It's a neat thing. Like this isn't kind of neat already. It could be neater. Okay. <laughs> there, there. <laughs> anyway. There, there. Anyway, Twitch and YouTube are the best places to find us. You can also find us on Facebook, although that's not working either for some reason. I have to relink my account. But I don't think anybody ever actually watched on Facebook anyway, so whatever. Have we ever had a single person ever watch us on Facebook? I, I don't know, because the chat doesn't go anywhere that I can see. So maybe there is some loyal viewer that's like, why don't they ever I, respond to me on Facebook? I keep chatting and no one replies. I doubt it. I don't think anybody's looking at us on Facebook. Maybe we should stream to LinkedIn. <sighs> LinkedIn is so full of themselves. We're I not saw, doing that. I saw the funniest meme. Uh, it said, LinkedIn is like, uh, what was it? LinkedIn is like an adult dating site in reverse. It's where the hot girls reach out to the nerds and the nerds don't respond. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I shouldn't laugh about that, but I am. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> on that note, uh, right. I already said where the Twitches and the YouTubes are. If you want to find us on social media, again, remember, check, look for us. Uh, if, if you're on Mastodon or something, uh, there's a link or not a link, but there's a you can find us in Activity Pub directly now uh, at Nate at www.ironsysmin.com. Search for us through, you should be able to find us on Friendica or Mastodon or whatever the other activity pub uh, based social networks are. That's the beauty of this whole system. And I think that's really, really cool. See there, we got neater because of that. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter and and Mastodon. You can find me. Um, there are all links in the description of this, uh, not description, notes for today's show. And I think... That's everything. Oh, if you want to support the show, Patreon. Find us on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Iron Sissiman. And uh, that, I think, is the show. Got anything Yay. else to mention? Oh, Discord and Matrix. Yeah. They're in the notes. Discord! 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 I don't say Matrix funny enough that I should make a, a button for that, no. should I? No. No. All right. You don't. All right, folks. Well, you guys have a great night, and uh, we'll catch you in the next one. This was fun this week. I really enjoyed tonight. Yeah, I, I liked I like I feel like we almost we almost went back to our roots with that first section. I really liked the main topic. The main topic was fun. So we're gonna have to try to do more stuff That's like it. that. Maybe we'll do a part right. two. 
our second favorite Linux commands. More, more favorite commands. <laughs> we need to have people like Chris Wright on and have them give us their favorite Linux commands. Maybe that's what we'll do, right? So we, we had uh, we had Paul on a couple weeks ago. And one of the one of his shticks for his show is they have five questions with Security Weekly, and we never had a shtick like that for our uh, our, our guests. So maybe we should have a shtick like that, where every guest we have, they have to give us their maybe their top two favorite Linux commands. Wouldn't that be fun? I want to, and I want to get Glorious Agrol on this podcast, but he never responded to me. I got to well, reach out to him. Again. You have to be more annoying. I, I guess. I guess I do. I work in marketing now. That's, I can be pretty like annoying. The, yeah. <laughs> All right, right, folks, we're done bantering for tonight. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. Whatever. We will catch you in uh, what? Oh, next show. We're going to have John on. I think it's the next show to talk about the Insights Vulnerability Service, which is actually really cool. John Spinks? John Spinks. John Spinks is awesome. We're definitely going to ask him what his favorite Linux commands are. Yes, it should be a fun show. He's He's a good guy. Total nerd. He's a TMM like me. Remember, Red Hat, when there's a T... For technical in your role, they mean it. So he's not just a marketing guy. Um, Good. It'll it'll be a fun show. It should be a good time. All right. All right, folks. We will catch you in the next one. Have a good one. Peace.